Yeah. Well, we all do, don't we, in the end? Like, I think that's the reality of it. Like, there's quite a funny saying where you spend, like, the first part of your surfing trying to find as many friends as possible and then like <laughs> and then you try and ditch everyone one by one when you find a spot that you want to be quiet <laughs> like hello and a happy new year and welcome to the uk surf show we are your hosts i'm pete and I'm Leighton. On this episode, we speak to Sally from Yonder. Yeah, Yonder Surf up in the north of the UK. Northeast, yeah, yes, in northeast. those North Sea waters. <laughs> yes. So she's hard as nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is a really good chat about all sorts of things she goes into how Yonder was started, her surfing all over the place, surfing all around the world and trips they've been on. Yeah, so Yonder is a. Well, they're basically starting a community, aren't they? But they are a, um, a surf school for... They're for not a surf club, like you kept no, saying. <laughs> they're a surf school for, for women. Yeah. Uh, but they're also kind of building a bit of a community. And I know they've started like an online shop as well. And they're doing... Uh, yeah, they've got some really nice clothing, actually. Yeah. They've got um, t-shirts, hoodies, jogging bottoms, hats, yeah. I all think there's sorts. blogs on there as well on their website now. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Before we get into this one, we have to say thank you to our show sponsor, who is Northcore. And if you want 15% off from anything you order at Northcore for all your surf accessories, you can use the discount code UKSurfShow2022. That's all uppercased, UKSurfShow2022. That will get you 15% off anything you order from Northcore until the 31st of March 2022 yeah so let's jump into this chat with sally here we go um okay so i'm sally mcgee i'm founder of yonder which is a <laughs> quite hard sometimes to explain what yonder is but yeah essentially i'm a surf coach we're a brand um, and i run that with my partner tom um, and i'm a, a mother and a, a surfer a long-time surfer of the in the east coast northeast coast of the uk that's it really i think <laughs> Yeah, so you're sort of building a, a whole community there. Yeah, we're we're definitely definitely trying to. I feel like um, Yonder doesn't want to take like credit for 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 all that. I think there's a general shift, isn't there? It feels like, but yeah, with regards to to women and surfing up here, I do feel yeah we've been working really hard on that these past like three or four years, and um, not just with the women, with a lot of the lads as well. But yeah, yeah, really trying to build on a community, something a bit different, something that we've not really seen up here before. So yeah, it's really exciting. So it all started, it's all started as like a surfing club and it's just grown from there or? Yeah, it, so it started out, really, I guess it came from me. I was, um, I've been a surfing instructor for a while, um, but I was also working as a mentor in a school. And then um, I got pregnant with my son, who's now nearly four. And it's something I'd wanted to do for a long time to set up like a a women's surf coaching, just getting more women basically, not just in the sea necessarily, although that's something like I really fully support and, and, and obviously do, but it was like really trying to get women empowered and knowledgeable and, you know, really understanding everything around surfing and what it involves and, and feeling like they could, you know, I hate that word become, I don't know what, what phrase to use, like the word real surfers, but yeah, like knowledgeable, empowered surfers basically I just wanted to see that more it's not something we were seeing and when I was working as a surf instructor before it was very much like I think a lot of schools are and I think there's definitely a place for this I think it's great but it's more of an experience people just come and you see them once and then that's it you might see them a couple of times but not really I really wanted to I guess from my mentoring background um, I really wanted to like mentor and really support that journey from beginning to like then now like seeing people progress and and head out back and I I don't want I really wanted to see that happen and so yeah we set up we set up Yonder to do that basically. I was gonna say was that your I read that you worked at the British Red Cross was it was that mentoring and stuff there before you started Yonder? Yeah I've done done a few things I worked for the Refugee Council and the British Red Cross specifically working with like um, refugees and destitute asylum seekers that was like a holistic approach to to working, I guess, with with people and supporting, I guess, a supportive role. But then I worked in a school as a mentor with like 16, 16 17, 18 year olds. 
fun. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I did. I think I'm the kind of character that does find that quite fun. But I had very, I had like a cohort of 22, so it's manageable, you know. Manage, yeah, yeah, manageable, and yeah, you get to build rapport. So I really like doing that. So there, yeah, that was that was the aim basically, and it's just, yeah, it really has has seemed to have developed and worked like that, and yeah, we're dead proud of it. Yeah, well, it seems to have exploded because, like, I've seen it build and build and build, and it's just exploded into like being everywhere now. So you know, yeah, you've so got to be over the moon with that. Yeah, you, you kind of you kind of do lots of things, don't you? So so yonder itself, it started off as a like mainly a female surf club. Yeah. Surf coaching, yeah, surf coaching. And yeah. you're in, you're in the northeast, aren't you? So yeah. cold water, really cold water as well. Yeah, we're, I'm in the same village. I think yeah, as Sandy, you'd, you'd interviewed Sandy. I don't know if recently, but I, I heard that interview. So I live yeah. in the village of Sandy up in Tynemouth. Um, right. So yeah, it started started off as um yeah surf surf coaching, like trying to get more girls in, connect connect girls, yeah, to find their crew. Yeah, that's that's still what it is though. It's not that's not changed. But I guess like there was a big shift during lockdown. I like kind of don't want to always refer back to lockdown. I think it changed yeah. a lot of things for a lot of people and for us in particular because Yonder was set up in 2018. So when lockdown began or started, we we run we used to run surf camps, surf lessons, um and you couldn't do any of that anymore. Like, you know, I think people sometimes forget. It sounds really weird, but you, because people just ask me, oh, really? You couldn't work? I forgot about that. I'm like, well, no, we couldn't leave the house, you know? So we, yeah. 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 So people like us, um, and as a self employed person, I, I wasn't getting any support either because I was a startup. So we really needed to, to think outside the box. And we set up a Patreon, which was like getting, so I wanted to continue supporting girls. Um, as well through it all and connecting them so yeah we just figured ways of connecting girls more through different means like Facebook through WhatsApp groups and then uh, yeah doing like online stuff with people like workshops and and Zoom sessions and that kind of thing and then we launched the I guess the kind of online store side of Yonder mm-hmm. which is then that's you know really grown grown since but that started with like a we rise by I don't know if you saw any of that stuff but it was it was really thinking about all our like artists and creative friends and screen printers who were also struggling like all the independents the self-employed who were really struggling during that time and we wanted to just get together and kind of do a big boost so we you know produce loads of stuff working with other other individuals which was really exciting and then it's just kind of grown from there yeah so that's where the brand is kind of was born in, in lockdown then yeah, I guess. Like I was talking, I'm, I'm quite. I was talking to Tom because Tom's a massive part of Yonder, though he like tries to get away with not with like hiding, <laughs> hiding behind. <me. laughs> Drives me a little bit mad sometimes because I so often <laughs> I'm just in the sea teaching, and that's just that's what I do. But um, or surfing. But yeah, well, we, I was like saying, I was like, what exactly is a brand, Tom? <laughs> like, what is? And we were like, well, yeah, just just being doing what we do is is a brand in that sense. But yeah, the, the online store and like selling like the jumpers and then producing our own wax and the uh, skincare, surf skincare products and selling fins and stuff. But yeah, it was basically it was born from that. But it was always something we wanted to do. It's just, it gave us, I guess, if you want to think positively about that time, it gave us a kick up the bum to do it, but it also gave us time to, like, we ha- we managed to get some childcare, luckily, at the time, because that was a struggle. But, yeah, it gave us the time to just really focus on it. And so, yeah. you know, looking back, that was really, really positive for us. It gave us time out of the water for a bit to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you say, like, Tom's in the background, but Tom's yeah. taking all the photos, isn't he, as well? Yeah, he is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, some of those, some of those are absolutely brilliant as well. Like, I, I've I've got that thing. I've had it myself before. Where I've been taking photos, and uh, you get that thing. You've got loads of photos of other people, but none of yourself. But oh, um, yeah, yeah doing cool stuff. Yeah, honestly, he's such a good surfer as well, and he never gets he never gets anything. And he, I feel really mean because sometimes I don't know. I, I get a lot of pictures of myself because when I'm not surfing, when I'm surfing, sorry, he's looking after our son. Yeah. And when he's surfing, so he, he'll just, like, take pictures. And he will obviously look after our son as well, but he's kind of taking pictures and having a chat to him on the reef, whereas, like, when it's the other way around, 
I'm like rock pooling with Billy and I'm not interested in taking pictures. So probably, <laughs> I don't know how he does it actually. Like I couldn't look after Billy and take pictures. I don't know how he does it. So yeah, he's doing a lot of that and he's a fantastic photographer. We're very lucky yeah. to have him. Well, that was going to be another one of the questions there was, has it become, have you found it more difficult or has it become more difficult being a mother and a surfer? Has that, has that changed your relationship with surfing at all or is it, is it still just the same? Um, oh, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I would say Yonder was started because of having a son, so that's an interesting perspective. And But with regards to being a surfer, yeah, it's definitely, definitely harder. However, I guess what we've done is just make sure that ev- our, like everything revolves around surfing. So some people, I guess, if they've got other, other like their jobs different from what, what we do, surf isn't at the cent- can't be at the centre of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, our days are planned around surfing or shooting surfing or teaching it. And Bill's just, I mean, bless him, he just gets dragged along and but seems to really, um, he just seems to just, just, just knows the stuff, doesn't he? He knows all the spots we go to. I think we'll have to, like, put a somehow tell him to keep quiet one of these days. But yeah, he just... <laughs> yeah. He's going to be the, uh, he's gonna be the coolest kid in school. <laughs> when he's old enough to go, of course, he's going to be the coolest kid in school. Uh, I, I've got uh, two sons as well, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're going to you'll experience this when when he's old enough to to get in and, and surf. Um, but you you start to to live it through them again, don't you? Do you know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. you can imagine that coming up. And I can yeah. I've got photographs of uh, my eldest son on his first wave, and like his expression while he stood up on that board. You know, it's, it's just priceless it's uh almost like enhances your surf life when you're passing it down you know and passing the knowledge down and things like that yeah I can I can totally agree with you on that like he's not even there yet and I was thinking in the summer we call them billy waves they're just the little ones little little green ones or maybe some white water and I just take him on my shoulders and he's a bit nervous to be honest with you um and he rightly tells me he can't swim so like I don't want to do this quite a clever three-year-old but um yeah, he. I, I remember just being out there, and it was really tiny. And I just came back in, and just thought that was one of the best sessions I've ever ever had. And he was just on my shoulders, like telling me to put my head down. And why did I pull back? Like, because I was nervous that you know I've got to control this board with this little kid on the back of me. But yeah, he was like telling me certain yeah. things, and it was just cool. And you just think what a, what a lovely experience they're going to have, like learning from such a young age. Um, Definitely, I feel yeah. The groms I teach, though, I teach them really young girls and I and I love watching them progress and like the stuff they get from catching those so it's cool just teaching teaching surfing you get that to be honest in general is the surf club is it just just mainly for girls or uh, you mentioned um some guys at the very start there is it expanded into uh, into guys joining as well no it is purely um for it's not it's not a club it's um so I think like we do I do I've got like a cha- the charity element of um, Surf Yonder, which is the community interest um, company, which is similar to Yvette down in um, Devon, uh, the yeah. way is, which I, I love what they do. And I speak to I speak to um, Yvette about what she's doing down there and try and get like little tips and advice off of them and stuff, which is cool. But um, that I have like worked with like inner city kids and I, I'm happy to work with like with boys doing, doing stuff there as well. Um, and like I am in general, like it's not that I want to exclude boys or men from, te- from teaching. I just know that from what I saw up here, and I can only speak from my own experience, I just wasn't seeing any girls in the water, and I would see a lot of men. And a lot of the surfers that I have like surfed with for years have been men, and it's been great. But I just wondered why, and wanted to address something that I thought needed addressing, and I haven't, I haven't stepped away from that really. That is, that is the main, the main goal. And aim of yonder but it's not it's definitely never to separate it's to introduce and welcome and like be a you know have everyone be a part of this together and I've had like lads come up to me and say like they absolutely love the lineup now out back it's like so friendly and like just changed and yeah and then we you know we have film nights and you know we get so much support off off the, the community and um definitely like the, the local lads that surf as well so that's that's just great it's just we've tried to be you know do it in a really respectful way just like 
yeah I don't know I don't know how to explain it but yeah it is it is still in to answer your question really briefly it is it is women and women focused but the brand itself is like putting women at the front which I think is women are often like an afterthought with brands I don't know I always felt like that anyway like yeah because it is it is kind of a male dominated sport isn't it so yeah. I suppose you're creating a, a kind of a safe space for for women to to come in and give it a go you know and and because you know that we're, you're, you're all kind of together right there and there's no you know it, it's just safe I suppose it just feels safe in, in like women in kind of like-minded you know they want they want to go and give it a go and they can all get together and um and then you coach them and you obviously clearly know what you're talking about with surfing yeah so it's a bit of a nice way of of getting into it I suppose. yeah it's a nice nice introduction isn't it through something as you said like surf yonder or like the wave wahinis and yeah. introducing women into the into the sport of surfing and getting to know everything and then you know watching and progress and going out into the lineup and you know holding their own and even well a lot of the women I've seen down here not only holding their own yeah. ripping a lot harder than a lot of the men <laughs> to be yeah. honest yeah and a lot better that's so true like when, often, when I do like if we're doing interviews talking about what we do with Yonder I always really want to stress that I don't like I know there's there's like, so many good like um girls out there lasses out there who are ripping doing really you know doing us everyone proud and I just the other thing with Yonder we want to showcase that more because it's not really something that is actually maybe seen um with regards to mainstream surf media I know like um how do I explain it like how many I guess how many girls do you see in, let's think UK because like the surf scene's pretty huge, isn't it? If you think yeah. across the world, if you just think about the UK, how many how many women do you see coming out of like the east coast or the northeast or even Scotland? Yeah, really? yeah, mm, yeah. It's yeah. Not, uh, you were saying as you were saying that, then I was just thinking actually. There's I've not seen apart from short little things on like Instagram or some little YouTube ones. I've not seen which would be a good one to do an all female surf film that's come out. You know, funny you should like, because we're working on one at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, then. Well, <laughs> but for that very reason, like, I'm obviously this yeah. is like this is, this is our world, and I'm embedding in this, so I'm always on the lookout for stuff. And we run these, we run surf camps, and we have like every night of um one night of the surf camp, we do inspirational films. And like I said, we started nearly four years ago. Maybe four years ago? Yeah, four years ago now, I reckon. And yeah, sorry, when we were looking for these inspirational films, they were never in the UK. Or like old yeah. water stuff. Now I look to Tofino, like I love what they're doing over there. Um, and they've produced some great stuff. So that's that's cool. And obviously there is more stuff coming through. There's the Need Essential edits and stuff. And that's really cool. But we don't really have... And we've got such a brilliant, like, amazing culture of um, surfing in the UK. Like, I'm very proud of it. And I know, like, you guys must be as well. And, like, you know, the East Coast has got a reputation. The North East Coast has got a reputation. And there's girls up here really, you know, trying really hard, like, to, to just for themselves, just to, like, do, you know, surf the places they want to surf. But there's not many of us. And then there's now this whole new, like, it's very fledgling. It's, it's coming through. And I'm, even the past three years, I'm, like, seeing, you know, I've had people come on a beginner camp. And then the next year, they're on, like, the improver camp. And then I've just put my first intermediate camp on. I'm like, yes, we're seeing it. It's starting. It's happening. We yeah. can see, see this more. And, you know, it'll be a few years down the line. And, that, you know, this is not to say that these girls don't exist, but I could probably, unless I'm missing them, I can say, like, five or six, you know, that I can think of. Yeah, surfing those spots that you talk about when you talk about Sandy and you talk about you know the lads. Yeah, um, and we're going to hopefully you know and we'll keep trying to showcase that because we do have we have that it's fledgling community it's a culture but like we've got it and we're really proud of it and it's really cool really cool. Yeah, well you said about camps then so you've run camps so far in Tynemouth and in Devon. Is there anywhere if you could do anywhere anywhere in the world or anywhere in the UK where would you want to run a camp? Um, anywhere in the world, anywhere in the UK, Scarborough. <laughs> Scarborough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my immediate response. Like, I know it. I know it. Do you know what I mean? It's what you know, isn't it? And like, yeah. I, I like, I, I can when the wind's in one direction and the swells coming from another, or like whatever. I know where to go. I know where to take people. I'm at the camps and not. 
I do, and I'd be interested to know, like, if other other camps, other surf schools are similar to what we do here, because I, I don't think so. And it's not, I, I'm not a blow my own trumpet kind of person. I just, I just, I'm not. So it's not about that. But it's very unique what I think we do, because we don't, it's not like, all right, the surf camp or the surf lesson is at two o'clock and four o'clock. I like, I have a broadcast where I look at the charts. I set, I send it out and I say we're going to be at 7 a.m. and we're going to be here and and then when they get there I explain why do you know what I mean it's like it's really teaching people properly I really want people to really like anyone who comes in a surf lesson or a surf camp with us I want them to go away like knowing how to be safe like going away being knowledgeable yeah that's that's a massive difference that is that's a massive difference than anything i've ever heard that i think you're actually the first person that's ever come on and said anything like that that's that's how i want them to learn because that was one of our main struggles for years not knowing when to go or how to read a surf forecast properly and and you know if you go if you go in 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 better conditions it's actually easier to surf isn't it if you're not fighting through all the white water all the time completely exhausting yourself if you can get a nice clean day yeah and everything just works better doesn't it on those days this this yeah i agree with you there's two parts to that because there's like there's the the way i i say with regards to the broadcast that i will like the, the way i work it with um, sending out alerts to people and saying like book on now because this is what we're doing the the one set the other thing i want to say is that the group sizes are really small like either four five or six max never any more than that as well um but yeah i would say yes if it's like if you get that like perfect day, I always like I had this morning actually. I had a lesson this morning at seven till nine, and it was one of the, like it was just brilliant, absolutely amazing. Just tiny, like there was like bigger waves on the sets, but we were just like snagging these little ones um, on the inside, um, trying to like teach going down the line for the first time. And I was really you know talking about like timing on the wave. Like if you learn to time and read and catch like the right wave and be on the right position of that wave, like the pop up this thing that people think is the hardest thing in the world and like you've got to have all the strength in the world, like it's it's not that it's not as tough as people think, but like timing is key. So yeah, getting on out on a good day, you're gonna catch these waves and it's gonna be the best experience ever. However, you need to experience like the other days, the days where you're like getting absolutely bombarded and battered and you know I always tell people just get in get in get in get in because then you learn about waves as well don't you you learn what that wave's going to do you learn like how to handle yourself if you just wait for those perfect days when you're learning then you're going to struggle to read waves properly you're going to struggle to learn like the whole part of surfing that like yeah. and, and the fun part we've got to remember that I think because yeah. Yeah. I'm serious about this sometimes actually yeah, it's just about getting out there and having fun isn't it? yeah and when you're going to be waiting for a long time for <laughs> these perfect <laughs> days in the UK exactly, yeah. a few and far between aren't they yeah I surf once a year <laughs> <laughs> exactly when I put sessions on that like and then maybe it's the first one and it's like the most perfect conditions I just like I just really unlucky today is really special yeah. day, like. so do you get to to actually surf in the surf lesson that you're you're taking are you are you surfing your own board in there or are you like um because yeah. i know some instructors are kind of like on the back of the board sometimes or they're just out in the water uh just kind of bobbing around and and, and telling them when to paddle and things like that or are you actually on a board and you get to surf a bit of both mainly i'm in the water mm-hmm. i'm never just on the side uh, unless we're doing like video analysis stuff but yeah i'm in the water with them um talking through the whole thing like look behind you now like head towards the peak start you know turning now paddling now go kind of thing so that's me bobbing around I guess in the water and then yeah I think it's really important to have a little surf with um with your crew and the people that you're teaching because then mm. you know it's good yeah it's just it's fun anyway and you can, it's hard to like not but I will probably only catch like three or four waves and then maybe to do a little demo because sometimes it's important for people to really watch I find a lot of the time and teaching people they've never actually other than maybe a how-to video they've never actually watched really sat and watched surfing and you can learn so much from just watching well that yeah that's what i was going to say because um if they can see you do it like you said a demonstration mm. and they're seeing you ride the waves that they're about to ride how yeah. you're working out and like you said it's it's not always just about the pop-up is it it's yeah. when you're on your feet as well and how you're using that wave and getting the most out of it and they can you know see what you're doing and then you can 
describe how you did that and why you did that. And then they're going to ride the exact same waves that you've just been riding. So, Do you know when yeah. you're learning, like, I know you'll remember this, you know, like just trying to choose the right wave. Often you'll sit, I find people sit on the shoulder and there's no power there and, and they'll paddle and paddle like crazy for it. But really they just needed to be like closer towards that peak. So like yeah. often I do spend sessions where I'm paddling and showing people like paddle, sit on your board, spin it round, you know, go now kind of thing. And, and then I encourage people to get out on flat days like and practice that because you need to be fairly quick at doing that. But if you, if you haven't had time, I don't know, it takes time, doesn't it, experience and stuff. But I like like building the foundations so they can go and do that themselves like in, in between sessions and stuff. Yeah, well, I was just going to say if uh... – if we come up to you, can you teach us how to do that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love some... to do that, you know, actually, I'd love to get you in. I'm sure you don't need to, but I'd love to have a session. You should definitely come up. Uh, we we would we would love it. We we have we 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 still have stuff like that um, though now. Like well, throughout the summer because it was so so rubbish, we spent ages out of the water and we got back in, and it was it was that thing of sort of, Oh, I'm in the wrong place. And you know, you just like lost everything of like, I'm in the wrong place. I can't, we can't seem to catch anything. Yeah, you, you, know? you learn the ability to, to read the sea yeah. quite quickly. You lose that. Yeah, yeah. Quite quickly. I think. Yeah. yeah. So you're on your training. Um, what is it? Is it ASI or ISA? There's cause there's a difference between them, isn't there? I'm ASI. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference. And what can you explain it? Cause I, I was looking into it and I don't know what it is. <laughs> did you not, did you pick up like, I don't know, like I, did you see anything at all about the difference? Or? Um, yeah. The, well, there's something, uh, the ASI one looked a lot harder to me. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a strange one. And, and you, if you speak to different instructors around the country or different schools, but ASI are just, similar to isa but the actual qualification to become a surf instructor is a lot harder so i would yeah i would think that that's like better but yeah yeah because i saw the the asi you have to be able to do like top turns and bottom turns and cutbacks and all sorts of stuff don't you whereas the isa you just have to go left and right basically so what that that's a qualification that the coach needs to be able to do that's that's the yeah, just kind of criteria for the coach needs yeah. to be able to do top and bottom turns. Well, yes, I mean, surely yeah, a, a better surfer as a as a coach yeah. is going to be a better coach. <laughs> <laughs> see how many people we're just defending now. <laughs> there, there, is, there is a couple of things to that, though, I guess. Like, you, you want to, because a really good surfer might be a terrible instructor, to be perfectly honest, because yeah. they like, struggle with the teaching part of it. And, mm-hmm. and they, you know, that, that's kind of fair, a fair comment in that sense. But... I think, yeah, for me, I, you know, it is a bit concerning really that you just need to be able to stand up and go down the line. But I guess like a lot of the time that is the thing, isn't it? It's just, and I'm sure a lot of the surf instructors who are ISA are more experienced than that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but it is like really making it, it's kind of also like devaluing all the hard work. I think that a lot of us who were instructors before that came into place, because ISA wasn't always like, that easy i'm sure um yeah and it's just yeah it is a bit of a shame really i don't really understand it because i think people going for lessons would want and expect more than that but often it is just that first lesson isn't it and that's what's different that's what i'm saying like out you know desperate to like um develop myself and like get better um and get like you know it's almost like what is it cpd i'm self-employed so i don't get any of that anymore but like do my own cpd and you know get better at what i do and but I guess I do that from trying to do video analysis myself. And, and mm. we just, yeah, we do a lot of that and thinking about how to teach people better by looking. Yeah. So you're taking, like, what, what level are you taking the the girls in, in your surf club to? Like, is, is it you're, like, like reaching, like, a, like an expert level, an advanced level? or No, well, I don't think so, no, with regards to what that means with, um, what expert and advanced means with regards to ASI or ISA I'm not sure if that's what you mean but um, no I'm pretty much like it's intermediate and we've only just started to do that really because that's where the girls that I'm teaching are at do you know what I mean yeah I've developed with them um, yeah as to what they they need um, well what would you what would you class as a as an intermediate surfer 
Well, I was just going to say then, I get like, if you think about like longboarding and stuff, cross-stepping, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be classed as anything on any of the qualifications as a surf instructor. Do you know what I mean? No. It's probably not yeah. on there, but that's something that I feel if I have right, the right conditions, which is an issue we have up here to, to teach that, that would be, that's great. But it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be on there. Um, mm. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't like to speak out. I'm so someone listening to this and go, what's she on about? Like intermediate means this, but intermediate for me and our surf school and the girls I'm teaching literally will mean that you're, so if I'm thinking, right, I'm running an intermediate camp and it's interesting because I know really who those people are going to be and they're contacting me. They're asking me that they're at this level and, is this going to work for them kind of thing? And basically I'm needing to know that I can take all those girls out back together. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to have like someone who's needs to be on the inside because they're a bit worried. I mean, if that happens, that happens, you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. the idea when you, you come on it, you're feeling like, yeah, I can go out back. And then maybe like they're getting in a lot independently or maybe with their, you know, their, their crew, not with myself, they can read waves, they can turn, they can catch them. But they're like, maybe they still might be struggling when they're on that wave. But that's that's what I've classed as intermediate. And I've explained it really clearly. It's like very personal to yonder what that means. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. If, if they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're competent, safe surfers that can yeah. get out the back and yeah. Yeah, catch unbroken waves. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... Don't want to talk about the cross-stepping though. That's a, that's a, that's a <laughs> sore subject with me. Yeah. <laughs> so have you... Since lockdown, have you noticed a, a boom in um, in women coming into surfing? Yeah, I think in general, just surfers. There's so many, so many more people interested in getting into it, aren't there? I think like availability as well. I mean, that's dropped off a little bit more, but with um, what was it called? The thing that I didn't get furlough. Um, with furlough, there were a lot of people. Um, able to and also working from home a lot more people you're seeing a lot more people in the sea basically yeah the school i I can't handle like the demand like there's so much demand for girls and women surfing but that was growing steadily anyway but yeah pretty pretty fast actually it wasn't going steadily was it we had a lot of people pretty quick (laughs) so that that brings me on to another question which is because it's a family business yeah. Is, are you finding it hard to keep it a family business or are you getting to the point where you're going to have to go actually I'm going to need to expand and start getting some more coaches in I did I did try it I did try it for a bit but it was mainly like pressure from elsewhere like saying that I, I should do it because um it would be good and more people are need, wanting surf lessons so like why not give them surf lessons by like employing someone else because I obviously I've got a son I want to surf myself I've got the other part of the work and I've got like basic life to do as well and like beyond that's not just teaching so I was I'm not able to like do as many lessons as the demands there but I did I did look I did try but like I, you know you, you I don't know it didn't really it didn't really work out and at the end of the day like I really I really love the fact that and I think the, a lot of the girls do the fact that they'll see me and then they'll see me and then they'll see me and I know exactly yeah where they're at what's going on and I've never like I'm not I don't know I look at like some you know I think women and waves they're like they're pretty huge and they're doing something similar they started at the same time as us yeah but like I just think we're just different we just I'm not I don't think we're set to be massive I don't think that's the whole the whole point of like what like me as a surfer and what I love doing is like is working with these small groups I, I think like it's important to like introduce people like not it's not like on mass like getting mm. millions yeah. and millions of people in the sea it's about like giving quality teaching yeah. I think if I lose that I'm not gonna really want to yeah know, better to keep it small and intimate I just, yeah. I just yeah I really like that part of it and I don't think I think if you grow then you start needing to like well, then you, you start needing to like pay more and do this more and like have it, and then you've got responsibility in managing people and supporting. And it's just, I'm just not interested. I just want to be. No, like, yeah. It's a bit I, more personal, isn't it? Doing it the way that you are. I want to have low impact as well, you know, like our beach, we, I think it's a mile long, but you know, you can only surf on a certain part of it and the south end of it, really. And there's two other surf schools there. And, and they like, I mean, you sometimes you've got 60 or 80 people in from, both together if not more and it just gets wild you know and I just I like the fact I feel pretty proud that I just take in like maximum six girls maybe four maybe one-to-ones and we're just like low impact 
and just getting stuff done. And I think that's really introducing the women into surfing really respectfully as well and, like, into the community and people. That's why it's being embraced by people, I think, anyway. I don't know how, what you, your thoughts are on that. It's, it's interesting. You surf Saunton a lot, don't you? Yeah, we do, yeah. And, I, I, um, to be honest, Leighton, lo- loves, Leighton loves Saunton. I love going to a different place just because it's quieter. I do love Saunton. I love surfing there. It's nice wave, but I love going to other places that are quieter. Yeah. Well, we all do, don't we, in the end? Like, I think that's the reality of it. Like, there's quite a funny saying where you spend, like, the first part of your surfing trying to find as many friends as possible and then like <laughs> and then you try and ditch everyone one by one when you find a spot that you want to be quiet <laughs> like, yeah that's definitely true i've been trying to ditch this one for ages but you just won't leave me alone <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so I, I noticed on your on your blog on your website that you uh attended the the cop protests well yeah uh, recently how, how did you how did you find it how did it go what was the vibe like there oh it was great yeah i mean i'm i'm from a background of like activism to be honest with you it's like yeah ever since I was like 15 I've been doing that you know going to protest studying politics international development like it's like pretty much in me my family and what what I've always done and there's no way I'm not gonna get my son involved in stuff like that as well it was it was great great amazing I think it's important I think like you know I've I'm not a surface and sewage rep anymore but I'm very much involved I just couldn't do it everything and do it justice so we, we took a step back like last year but you know the truth is and I'm sure I'm sure if you speak to and I know like there's Krabby Steve Crawford down in Scarborough there's like Andrew here um, and there's like SAS reps all over if you when you do like something when you do like a beach clean or a, and uh, anything kind of event like that, or even this protest, like the reality is, sadly, this, a lot of the time the surfers don't come. <laughs> surfers just yeah. don't come. You know, and, you know, I even think that day there was surfing, like you're always tempted to just surf instead, and like, I get that. But the need to us, it needs surfers to like stand up for, for, well, the thing that we love, and like, you know, the ocean's so important to us, but we need to give we need to give stuff back so it's it's really important it's really important that we, we we're attending things like that and even if it's just to send a message out and you know positive like getting some photos showing people that people care really and yeah showing yeah. my kid that it's important you know yeah i do like the fact that uh you're saying like surfers not turning up the thing that surfers did turn up to recently was online and everybody got involved in the uh sewage bill okay and, you know, yeah, that's great yeah that's brilliant that's yeah that's, that's uh, need, it? at the end of the day yeah. many people really acting on that so that's brilliant but so that 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 sort of poses a question does it does it make more sense now to protest like that or protest online because that seems that seemed to be the amount of people that turned around and just went no we're not having it and it che- you know the government had to backpedal on it oh yeah i mean that's always been the way hasn't it but like like as in um okay so media is basically you need the media attention and whether it's now social media through social media you grab like so many people depending on who's able to put it out there and who's able to support it that's why i feel like you know as a a platform we it's really important that we show ourselves uh, align ourselves with things like that because then more people hear about it and then more people get involved Um, and protests yeah we're always about getting the media's attention to then get that word out there because there was no other way of getting it out there. Yeah. But I think the other thing that's good about protest compared to like the online stuff, I mean, it's protest, isn't there? This was just a really positive, everyone's just having a laugh. There was no like, there's no negative vibes. There's no fighting the police or anything daft like that. It was just purely get dressed up and have a sing song and march down, you know, to monument. Yeah. To yeah, was, raise awareness. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it was really positive. And that is, and that's like you know you're meeting other people and you're chatting to people and you don't feel so alone and you could just be sat behind your screen just like doing something and that's great as well like do you know do you know what i mean i think there's yeah, yeah. a place for both um as long as they're you know positive and and getting the message out there it's that that visual imagery of people coming together at a protest well, yeah. i think i think that's what it is isn't it is to yeah. show yeah. To show that there is a community here, yeah. and um, we're passionate, and we're we're gonna we're gonna come together when something when we feel passionate about something, and, and we're gonna fight it. Yeah, and I and think because now now like social media is there, and you just see there are so many posts 
over the last week of protests and stuff. Yeah. And it, it, it inspires other surfers to, to turn up as well. I, I really wanted to go to, there was one in Bristol, um, but my, my partner's pregnant at the moment and with all the COVID thing and all that, it was just yeah. a little bit, you know, yeah. but I, I really, really wanted to go um, and take my, my two boys as well to, to kind of show them, you know, that this is what you do when you're passionate about something to make a change. Yeah. I yeah. Think. And I, th- I think that with the online side of it as well, it help it helps in a way where I think a lot of people feel, what can I do? I'm one person. What will it, yeah. what will it make a difference? What do I do? But with an online voice, they can say that louder yeah. than they would be able to, or, you know, even, even if they're I doing it. You just got to do both. You yeah. just got to do both. Yeah. I mean. It's also easier. And in, in not, and that's not in a, that's not said in a negative way. Or it's easier to do that. That's a good mm. thing. It's easier to, you know, like, I think quite a few of us put out there like a link in the, in the bio to what SAS were asking for. Like they were helping yeah. contact your MP really easily. And it was brilliant. Like that's so, such a good way to positively send that message. But then you get those images alongside it of people and you feel like motivated and inspired. It just helps, doesn't it? As long as it's positive. Yeah. Like that's great. Because, you know, you, you feel you feel kind of useless, don't you? A little bit lost. So if you can do if you can do everything you can, which is do all the online stuff and go to the protests, then it does feel like you're making an impact. Yeah. Um, and then you get to meet like-minded people as well, which yeah. is always good. Yeah, it's good. I've done tech much. I mean, we were all there for like 40 minutes, you know what I mean? And Billy cried because he wanted to keep marching, honking. It's about to start raining, you know, like 40 minutes out of your life. Yeah. Is that, is that you can tell he's his mother's son, he just wanted to carry on marching. <laughs> I'm Proper activist. <laughs> yeah. well, I was so proud of it. And he was carrying this like stuffed dolphin that my brother had made him when he was first born. And he's yeah. carrying it carrying it and then this lbc news person came up to him and wanted to ask him questions i was thinking oh god what's he gonna say here he was on tom's shoulders and i'm marching out in front thinking i don't want to be i don't want to hear this and (laughs) and then she says what 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 have you got there and he's like oh no what what's what's this oh it's a dolphin what does that mean and he goes it means stop putting plastic in the sea and i was like get in like I don't want him to worry about this, but it's good that he knows about it and then thinks he can yeah. do something. He felt like he'd done something that day, and that's great feeling for Yeah, him. I mean, I think kids should be should be taught it. To be yeah. honest, that you know they're going to be the generation that has to deal with this. So um, I think also a lot of people find that more have more impact on them. A three year old saying, yeah. "Yeah, this is a dolphin. Stop putting plastic in the sea." Yeah, than someone actually shouting at them or like yeah. you know telling them what they should be doing yeah definitely yeah stronger image it doesn't work to be made to feel like you're bad or you're not doing something right that never helps you always need a solution someone needs to suggest something that's like attainable tangible that you can actually do to make a difference otherwise you do feel defeatist and like you can't do a thing so yeah no i think little small attainable things and like a yeah i don't know yeah it's all good good. a lot to do (laughs) <laughs> yeah there isn't there um so another point i was going to ask you about was seeing as you're a well-traveled surfer mm. where are some of the best places you've been surfed around the world and you know what weird things or strange things have happened to you on those trips because i know you've been on a few yeah um well you know i'm going to say the best place to surf is the east coast so we'll get that one out of the way <laughs> <laughs> so that that's said oh yeah we've we've been really lucky or we've put ourselves in a position where you know we haven't we don't we um yeah we're we're often not earning much and pretty skin and we 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 work pretty well to a small budget tight budget and we did i mean the best trip we've ever done and i hope to do it again but was definitely the motorbike surf trip we did from chile up to north america i was just an amazing experience we did that for a year wow it sounds like a film (laughs) yeah well we have got a little it's called santiago to san francisco and to be honest it's quite funny because it's always all the positive dreamy bits of the experience and every time anything negative happens i was like what the heck are you filming for but that camera (laughs) (laughs) so don't film it like help me (laughs) so what are some of the negative things that weren't on that film so you've got to tell us some of them now oh honestly you can't even imagine we we ended up going through the Atacama. Honestly, I don't even know how we survived. Honestly. Honestly, <laughs> we were on 150s. Like, I don't know if you looked it up, but we were on little 150 Honda 
um, like dirt bikes. Uh, everyone, yeah, no one was traveling on them other than locals from like place to place. But we were doing this whole like 15,000 miles. Yeah, on these little dirt bikes trying to go down like not the main roads, especially in Chile, like there's huge, huge roads in Chile with massive um, trucks, lorries, because we've got like a lot of construction and mining. So I was like desperate to get on these like little dirt roads and we had to go through the Atacama Desert. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, but if you look on Google Earth, it's just incredible, expansive desert. And then, <laughs> yeah, we lost, we lost our water. We ran out of fuel. We didn't know if we'd make it to the next location. <laughs> we had to like coast down mountainsides and we got attacked by dogs. I mean, I, I got bitten by a dog and had to like get stitches uh, there's loads of stuff we got uh, from Panama to did Panama Colombia to Panama we were on a drug smuggling boat with Panama <laughs> honestly the cartel on the you should read this read, read the story but a lot a lot happened yeah a lot happened but it was a real, oh, real sounds like a proper surf adventure we surfed some pretty incredible waves out there that um, I definitely want to go back to revisit what was the best place what was the best place you surfed out there on that trip mine immediately comes to mind was like i mean places in el salvador like i I fell in love with el salvador baja is like a dream like we we had we had um there was a hurricane so we were on these dirt bikes and there was a hurricane hitting baja and so we headed into like a hotel we'd sleep on the beaches a lot we headed into a hotel for a couple of nights let the hurricane um hit and pass and then so then we headed to we're like heading off to scorpion bay and when we arrived there was um the bridge had totally collapsed with this um storm that had come through and everyone had had everyone that was at scorpion bay before which is in the middle of nowhere i don't know if you know like i looked into baja i've ever seen scorpion bay anyway but it's like this well-renowned like historic like just like place so you have to you have to go and surf it's just incredible yeah. but there's just nothing much there um, and it's quite difficult to get to and a lot of time people are like in four by fours and stuff but anyway they'd all had to leave to seek safety but we were like pretty much the only people who were on these dirt bikes and we just like oh. crossed the river we just went f- straight through the river and no one else could and so we just surfed scorpion there with like two other people which is one of the best surf spots in the world really and yeah because normally it's pretty busy uh, isn't it yeah <laughs> no one could get back over for like a good few days until they fixed the bridge and we were like oh this is just best experience ever so that was cool we had a lot of a lot of fun times like that we crossed from costa rica across costa rica some where would it be in panama to costa rica we did it without even going through a border because we just went across the beach um, <laughs> through the jungle and then we're like oh, we better go back and do it properly but yeah you can just surf spots like that you know yeah that these sounds... bikes took us places they were pretty amazing that sounds like an amazing trip <laughs> it does doesn't it yeah yeah so and then obviously all the trips and all the things like that led to yonder so if you yeah. could go back to when was it 20 27th of july 2018 was that when it launched i think it was i read yeah if you could go back to that time yeah. what do you wish you'd known then that you know now and what would you do different if you had to do anything different you mean setting up yonder yeah what do you mean um what would you do different? I don't think anything. Is that a crazy thing to say? I don't no, think. that's a great thing to say, isn't it? If there's nothing you would have changed, then you know it's going what, in the right direction. And Nothing's jumping out at me that I would, we would do different. It was hard. Like I'm going to be honest. Like I just had – so like the situation, obviously, as a mum, you find yourself in, and as young parents or just parents, when you have a kid in the UK, the childcare is so – it's so expensive, isn't it? And um, yeah. we don't have family up to live up here with us. So I had to quit my job working in the school. And as a surf instructor, they couldn't support me um, with regular work. So I was like, well, I've got to figure something out here because otherwise I'm going to send my child to, to nursery at a really young age. And literally I'll probably earn a tenner difference with the job I was doing. So it just seems like I'm, I should look after Billy myself and like, try and figure something out so um you know I looked after Billy for two years in 2018 obviously he's my son so I look after him still but do you know what I mean like without any child care support with Tom yeah. a massive part of this but he was a 
he was doing his photography that was taking him like all over and doing different stuff. He wasn't a part. Of, he was a part of Yonder, but he wasn't like all about Yonder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, and so yeah, setting up a business with a a newborn and then like a two like till he was two was really really tough. Um, but we just took it. We just kept telling ourselves it doesn't matter. We just need to like. Yeah, just slowly, slowly go, like, work at it and just build it. And we just built it slowly, and it's still slow and small. And I think that's who we will always be. Like, obviously, we need to make a living off it, and we try and do it in the most integral, genuine genuine way that we can. Um, yeah. I, hope that, I hope that comes across. It's, like, hard sometimes when people don't know you, isn't it, on social media, and mm. they don't know. I think it definitely is coming across. Definitely is. Oh. Yeah. So what um, what have you got planned for the future for Yonder? So continuing doing as we're doing, nice and steady. I think obviously there was a blip with, with in a way, with COVID, like camps got cancelled and stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, I've just put on three new camps for spring. So that's the first like proper ones we've put on really since it all happened. So continue doing them. I've, we've got the community interest side of Yonder, which works with like, women and young girls in the community who couldn't afford surf lessons or like wouldn't think to surf um but like yeah. really you know get the benefits of being in the ocean so we'll continue to do that i've just been asked to i mean i've been working with finister quite a while now and i'm really like i'm really pleased well i'm just really chuffed that they support what we do and really um really proud of that like that relationship I have but they've asked us to be an ambassador so that's really exciting and there's oh, things, things that we know we would like to do in, in the pipeline the future to work together which will help doing what we're doing at Yonder and also myself as a surfer so that's great doing this film we're really excited because you know Yonder's not just about like the teaching part of it it's about like representing and showing showcasing female surfers and really trying to be a voice that's like I don't know. Yeah, just showing showing women. Um, you got to see it to be it. Is that the thing? So like, really, yeah. showing, like the, you know, this is something. And this is what we do. We wear mitts, hoods, boots, gloves. We go out when it's snowing. We like surf these places that can be pretty brutal and challenging. Um, but you know, we're we're doing it, and we might not be the best surfers in the world, but we're 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 having fun and, and making connections and relationships. But yeah. Yeah, huge part of that as well. I haven't mentioned, sorry, is the connections. I like I work really hard to put girls in touch with each other that I know like are at similar levels and like maybe they're struggling to get out because they don't know anybody. And um, yeah. I see that they would like I know oh, you'd get on really well with such and such and like and I ask, do you want to swap numbers? And it's cool because I see that I see those relationships build, and so we'll keep keep helping build those connections. Um, yeah, yeah, and just keep keep it up, really. Just slow, nice and slow. Yeah, well, that that all sounds absolutely brilliant. I mean, the connection thing is something. I think that I think there needs to be something out there for for surfers to connect. Not only through you know clubs and schools and groups and stuff like that. There needs to be something in general for people to connect. Because yeah. I mean, I've had it myself where like because I'm self employed and Leighton's employed. So like when he's been working and there's been a good surf day and I've gone, Oh, I want to go surfing. And like half the time I'm like, I just can't be bothered to go down there on my own, like yeah. drive down on my own. So, you know, unless someone else I know that's like self-employed has got that day off, yeah. but it'd be good to have something to yeah. connect people mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, You need that, don't you? Someone to like push you otherwise, or, you know, someone to just, yeah, encourage you to get into that wet wetsuit or wake up at, like, 6am when you think, oh, I just want to go back to bed because you, they're, they're relying on you to get up. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we all know as well as, as surfers that the best surfs are when, when they're shared. Yeah, exactly. There de- definitely yeah. is. And I, I feel like that a lot. Like, through Yonder, I've connected with, like, some really rad girls that I now surf with because often it was I'm teaching people to surf but like I want to I want to be surfing with girls that are at the same same level as me or that can push me or do you know what I mean and, and I've, we've, I've found that through through Yonder with Emma down in um, Saltburn and Elle and Jen up in Scotland and yeah it's so important for me to have that and and the lads that I surf with as well like making sure if, the other day yesterday we spent surfing you know one of the more like um uh, waves of consequence whatever and I was like I don't want to go out there by myself like who, who and I'm like Matt, Matty are you, are you heading out he's like yeah I'm definitely heading out I'm like right I'll meet you there like we're going together yeah. <laughs> we 
you need it, don't you? You really do. And it's just, yeah. you need it if it's those kind of waves and then you just want to have, I don't know, I, you do, you just want to have fun and share, share waves on other days as well. Well, um, I noticed you just said the waves of consequences out there. Have you, um, have you had, any, had any nasty wipeouts out there? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. What, what, what's in your, what sticks to your memory when you, like, you must have one that you just go, oh, that was, the, that was really bad or really close. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had, a, I've had a lot of wipeouts. I think, like, I always say to the girls, like, you, you really need to just wipe out, just wipe out, wipe out, wipe out, and realize you're going to be all right. And I think that's like always been my attitude. But um, and why you get, you get better from that, don't you? But yeah, yeah. I've like, well, I was surfing Scottish, well-known Scottish wave last year, and and ended up um, weird. Cause I wouldn't even say it was like the worst wipeout I've ever had at all, but like the lip of the wave so I caught it it was like a pretty nice day pretty good day for it and then there was like two or three people in front of me and I just got target fixation I couldn't I was like going down the face of the wave like you know when you're going down to do your bottom turn I was like oh there's these people here what the hell am I going to do and I just kept looking at them and then it was too late by the time I took turned took into the barrel and the basically the lip just hit my um shoulders and the impact I didn't know this at the time but the impact broke my foot not anything else the impacts from that wave on my shoulder it's called a liz frank fracture and it comes from like impact above like they get it in rugby. wow yeah it, so it, your impact on your shoulder broke your foot so it hit your shoulder so hard that it compressed down through your body into your foot i thought and you know like in the position you are when you surf like you you need you everything's like it was like a, it was my metatarso i don't know like my bit yeah this one so it's it basically separated those two bones and put a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty grim. But like I went back out because I was like, I can't have broken anything. That was insane. Like you don't break something. And then, yeah, you don't you don't get break your foot from being hit on the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you don't want like a a, a, a surf buddy to be honest. Because I went out hobbling and Tom's like, what are you on about? Like you there's no way you broke something there. That's ridiculous. Like what are you doing? let's go back in. Get back in. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think he should have <laughs> walk it off. <laughs> Because then I served, caught two more waves and couldn't put any pressure on my back foot and then they were probably my worst wipeouts I've ever had. And then I served again the next day. But yeah, that was bad because I was out of water all last winter with a broken foot. I, you know, oh, no, I surgery no. in January, which I'm very grateful for. But yeah, I, genuinely, I didn't think I would ever be able to surf again. Um, um, they're called the, the career enders, those injuries. Oh no! Much, yeah, my amazing surgeon. I think my surgeon, NHS, but my surgeon. He was <laughs> <laughs> he me. He put a false bit of elastic band in there, pulled it back together. Pretty cool. Oh my god! So yeah. it was a serious, yeah, oh, serious injury then. Yeah, it was. It wasn't cool, but like, yeah, I've had worse wipeouts. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. You have like you have worse wipeouts. It's, yeah. It seems to be the ones scarier wipeouts. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, it seems to be those those ones that you don't think are that bad no. are the ones where you do real damage. Yeah, it, yeah. It, when it was a it was a big day, but yeah, it was exactly like I've had ones where you tumble and you hit the bottom and you hit your head and you think, oh, that was that could have been serious. Like, but yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought I could break break a foot. But yeah, no, I think that's it. Um, just remembering our interview of Ben Larg, actually, he, you know, obviously surfing like 30 to 40 foot waves. Mm. And when we were chatting to him, he was just getting back in the water after being out of action for breaking his foot on two foot waves. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's just like, what are the chances? Yeah. Well, I said to, so, so since that time, when was that like last October? So it's like exactly a year ago. And then I was out for the whole of like last swell, last um, winter swell. So that was like really difficult as well um but yeah so I was you know out yesterday so in this surfing where I just said what I was and I was speaking to my mate Matty and I was saying oh I feel a bit weird now like surfing bigger waves like I'm a little bit more like concerned about stuff and he says look Sally you can just walk out the front door and like be injured like it's just yeah. you know the amount you, you've never been injured before from it you, you'll be absolutely fine just, it's all in your yeah. head isn't it really so you've yeah. got I think I think it changes when you've got a child to yeah. uh, to think about as well. Everything changes then, or when you you know you've got child, family responsibilities. Yeah. Like because 
some of the things we went out in when we were like 20, yeah, if, <laughs> if you said now, oh, it's going to be this size, it'd be like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere near it. I'm going to stay at home, thanks, <laughs> you know. Be like, oh, yeah, let's go out. It'd be a laugh. I, I, I agree with you on that, actually, but I've got my husband looking at me going, well, I, I, think I, I think for some reason something's a bit like different in my head because I did the opposite. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get better at surfing. I'm going to like do as much as I can. I'm going to, do you know, really push myself. Yeah. I don't know uh, but I do get worried about um like like my leash snaps on a big day um yeah the other week. I mean that is that yeah. is terrifying yeah. isn't it because yeah. that, that's your flotation device yeah. isn't it you know yeah I was really worried and the place that I was heading was straight into a cliff that was like the, the tide was full so there was no and I was like oh my god this is so serious what the hell am I going to do um and then Billy's flashing through, you know, thinking, what are you doing, Sal? Like, what are you doing? You've got a little boy that you've got to look after. Like, what the hell are you doing? But, you know, keep your head. And I was lucky that I got back and managed to get stayed. So basically, you get swept one direction and it was heading towards the cliff. But there was like a, a gap where I had still had time to like hit a part of the beach. Um, yeah. and I, I made it, but pretty much only just. I'm sure like someone would have come out and seen me. Maybe there's a few of us out there, but. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot going on in my head then involving my son and feeling pretty stupid. Yeah, I think you you get that you you get that sort of that that moment of panic and think like it's that thing of like everything shoots through your mind and you panic and you worry about like oh what about this what about that yeah. and then as soon as the sooner you can get back into that situation of right yeah. calm down and get yourself out of this you know right. the easier it becomes. Yeah, and then and then once you've once you've survived it, you're like. Oh, that's a good story. Oh. <laughs> right, when am I going surfing again? <laughs> I've forgotten. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. And you. if you want to tell everyone out there where they can find you online and oh, in the world. I always, I, I always dread these um, podcasts and stuff. I always get really nervous. But thank you very much because you've made me feel really um, comfortable talking as well. So I appreciate that. Um, no, no problem. Yeah, it was well. It was really good. Thank you. Um, so yonder, you can find us on our website, which is www.surfyonder.com. Yeah, dot com. And then Instagram is at surfyonder. Yeah, I think that's it. Really. I've got, I've got. Yeah, we've got an active Facebook page, Sisters of the. No, we've got Yonder, and then Sisters of the North Sea, where you can like meet other girls and stuff. And we've got a Slack as well, which is. Um, if you've heard of slack <laughs> this is a way no idea what a slack is at all yeah, even high, but it's an app and, and basically I've, I've introduced it so like girls that come on my sessions can go on that and then that's their like there's different channels like surf advice and like what like can be um for sale or like different little groups and stuff but you can turn them on and off and just join them when you want but it's just a way to meet other other people really other girls surfing like across the uk but i guess it's mainly got a lot to do with the east coast and northeast coast at the minute it's pretty cool. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, well, we, we really appreciate your time and um, good luck for the future with Thank Yonder. Thank you so much, yeah. And then let us know if you're ever up this way and yeah, you fancy a surf or, um, yeah, be cool. Definitely. <laughs> Thanks for that, Sally. She's great. Uh, the activism stuff is brilliant. That's yeah. right up my street. Yeah, that's right up your street. Yeah, like, yeah. Power to the people. Stick to the man. <laughs> yeah, this is why one of the reasons we try not to talk about politics on this show is because he's one of the angriest people out there when it comes angry, to politics yeah. and yeah, stuff. It's, it's, yeah, it's inequality makes me angry. Yeah, which is fair enough. Um, yeah, but like even like she I said, see then, you diverted things. Yeah. You could see me about a rant. Yeah, very quickly. <laughs> even getting her son into like activism at a young age, you know, and well, not activism, but he knows taking taking him to a protest. That's a great thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. He to... knows at a young age what is right and wrong already. At yeah, that age. And, he knows more and, than a lot of politicians at that age what is right and wrong already. Yeah, yeah. well, you can probably say that for most kids. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, fact. And um, that that um, wave as well that. You know, she took on the head and it broke her foot. Yeah, well, she sent us the video after we chatted. And, yeah, um, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a serious, serious wave. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's a big wave. And, yeah, to break your foot from being hit on the head is... I, I still can't, like, compute it in my yeah, head. Like, that's that's how, how chunky and heavy that wave must have been. Yeah. 
That's yeah. mad, yeah. But as we said, go and check Yonder out. They've got a great line of clothing and they've got a great community. If you're in the north of the country, check them out. Female surfers up there, yeah. yeah I'm sure you'd be welcome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for today's show. Thanks again, Sally, for coming on. Don't forget, if you want to support the show in any way, you can book the wave through our website or you can become a member of Buy Me A Coffee where you'll get additional posts and additional content on there and additional discount codes. And if you don't want to do any of those things, just a subscribe on YouTube, that'd be great, or a five-star review on iTunes. Yeah. That'd be lovely. Yeah. That is a way that you can support the show without spending any money. Yeah, the way that works, the more five-star reviews and written reviews we get on iTunes, the more iTunes will push it out to a wider audience as well. Yeah, so more listeners equals good good times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty much it, and we will see you next time with someone. I can't remember. (laughs) Bye. See you later.